Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cavasco and Kyle. Yeah. Montage. Montage. Now, this comes from the French verb monteur, which translates... Four years of French in high school and I'm a disaster. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about this. We ever talk about this? There's only one thing I remember from my French class. Oh, oui? Avez-vous un ami dans la classe de français? Do you have a friend in the French class? (laughs) That's it. Como s'appelle Till? What is his name? Il Kyle. Or that's not even right. I didn't learn anything. I learned nothing. Merd. That's all I know. And if you want to know what that is, look it up. We can't say it on the show. All right. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's it. Um, Translates as to assemble. Mm -hmm. Really nice little connection to the MCU. That's right. Uh, Okay. Montage, uh, passage of time, various clips, all different types of editing techniques. Citizen Kane has a montage. Oh, yes. Montages are used throughout film history to tell this story of time. We all know what everyone's favorite montage is. Wait, am I right? Team America World Police, right? No, it's, 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 well, it, it is, <laughs> but it's Rocky IV. Uh-huh. I mean, Rocky IV is, I think, the, the joke, the meme, whatever you want to call it, that has become of the montage. Mm-hmm. Rocky IV is the start of the real, like, Oh my God, montage, right? Like, to me, at least, I don't know. That could be that could be a point that I'm sure we'll listen to and Discord. And a few I think, other yeah, I think that, we'll that would be. A, I say that would be a good topic of conversation for one of those. Talk things. to us about montaging. Anyway, um, so montage, Cause montage, because here we are in minute four of Iron Man 2 from 2010. That was a lot of numbers in the short succession. Directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and we're going from montage into title sequence montage. This is uh, because nice. Nicely done. This is very nicely done. And, and uh, I, I like this a lot because it's showing, it's setting up the really um, direct parallels between the two men. Because obviously this whole thing is about Ivan versus Tony. And so while the title sequence is playing, and we're going to talk about all the names that pop up on screen, um, we see very, very clearly this is this is Ivan's cave sequence. Like the same, like j- just like we saw Tony having to put something together. Same thing here. He is there. Here is a a brilliant scientist, obsessive man, um, you know, dealing with issues with his dad uh, and trying to uh, assemble something. And it's also interesting because over the course of these, I guess these two minutes. Um, a lot of time is passing uh, because as, as we're even we're looking at, at, uh, at, the, mon- at, at the montage, we see um, somebody. Do you, you want to say, well, how do you, you want to do this? Do you want to go uh, names in order and then in shots in order? Or do you want to talk about all the shots that happen and then talk about all the names? <laughs> oh, we can. Uh, we can actually I have it chronologically listed. So whatever you want to. Oh, yeah. No, we can. However you want to do it and stuff. Okay. I was I was just going to say just point by point. We just walk okay. through it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's just let's just walk through it then. Okay. Sure. So the first two things that pop up on screen as as uh, as we, we see some welding being done by Ivan uh, are Paramount Pictures and Marvel Entertainment. We talked about this before. Um, 
Um, Disney had purchased Marvel Entertainment. Now, Marvel Entertainment is the parent company, so the Marvel Comics is also under Marvel Entertainment, and so is, uh, at the time, Marvel Games and all the other stuff. And then Marvel Studios is one part of the Marvel Entertainment brand that was purchased. Uh, so then Paramount Pictures, obviously, being Paramount Pictures. Uh, so they're already in place, but then at this point, like Disney's name is not on anything, too, because it was too new. I mean, it's only They'd only been um, you know, in control for about six months at this point. Right. We've got, um, and we can see kind of a, just this big cavernous sort of uh, workshop that looks crazy, like yeah. a, like a tinkerer. Uh, and the music is kicked in. Oh yeah, really wonderful. Uh, a thundering. Yeah. Uh, I think sound. this is Ivan's Metamorphosis. I think is the track. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the the artist, uh, the uh, music as we continue on, uh, because the the score for Iron Man Two is just outstanding. No, really uh, well done. And then you know what else is in the shot? What? Oh, there she is again, Irina. That means what's our what's our counter? Three. <laughs> That's right, another board sighting. Board sighting three. I'm very excited about that. That's right. Uh, so the next uh, name that pops up there is Fairview Entertainment. Fairview Entertainment is John Favreau's production company. Uh, it is in front of all of his projects. Um, I believe even including uh, Mandalorian. Uh, so yeah, oh, that's that's yeah. his like whenever he's 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 involved with it, even if he's not directing, uh, uh, Fairview Entertainment is there. Uh, so it's a John Favreau film. So uh, what are your what are your thoughts about John Favreau? Oh, uh, what an amazing just a story of both the actor and the filmmaker. Um, mm-hmm. For those who you know don't remember, I mean he he was in Friends. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. Uh, played one of Monica's. He was the MMA fighter, right? Like he yeah. was the, the and he said boyfriend. even even like up to the Iron Man times, like that's what people approach him about. Yes, like right. all the things he's done, all the movies and everything else. It's it's people are gonna be like, hey, you dated Monica, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> power amazing. No, and look at I mean, what a what just a, a great story in terms of he is to me, he is one of the great stories of fanboy. Mm. becoming uh the you know the the artur of of the craft you know what i mean like cuz he loves this stuff yeah. and and now he gets to play in the sandbox and when you go to just what he's done with the mcu what he's done with disney yeah. what he's now doing with with lucasfilm and the star wars universe mm-hmm. just, what a just an amazing uh, you know sort of uh curriculum vitae of what he's doing to continue his craft of telling a story and in universes that he is personally in love with. I think that's fantastic. Very true. Uh, I find him fascinating because, okay, it's a little, we'll separate art and artist. Right. So uh, the artist wing, uh, whenever you see these things and you see interviews and you see behind the scenes stuff and like, there's always things like if I was to have dinner with Ridley Scott, I don't think the conversation would be very effusive. Like it'd be like, so Robots, huh? Aliens, right? right? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I like. Do I have questions for him? Absolutely. Would sure. we like pal around? Not a chance. But when I watch stuff with John Favreau, I'm like, I would be friends with John Favreau. That's oh, the yeah. impression I get. Like, I feel like I could sit and just talk to him about Star Wars stuff for hours. Like, it, it's it's that it's that that now would that be true? I don't know. But like, I always get that vibe that he just seems like a really cool, approachable sure. kind of person, and and we have a lot of similar interests. Uh, obviously, we're gonna you know do 126 episodes on a thing that he made. 
so that like so i i have a lot of respect for that and the same thing like i i, I think i love all the stuff that he is doing I, I, and i i think he's really on to something that between him and um dave filoni like right. as the stewards of, of star wars i think they're doing a great job but let's talk about the art i run hot and cold on favreau films so I like a lot of stuff, but I don't like everything that he does. So this is what I'm saying. I'm just separating the, the two because sure. in the same way, I will say I'm a fan, a huge, gigantic fan of Joss Whedon's work, but not the man. Right. So in the same way, I'm a huge fan of John Favreau, the man, not as much about the work. So I, it, it seems like it's maybe every two or three that I'm like, Ugh, I just didn't, it didn't get me like, I, he wrote Swingers. Thought that was a great film. Did not direct it, but I mean, like he was obviously like that one. He did his first uh, feature film was Made. Not a fan. Um, Elf loved it. Yeah, you know, like uh, like uh, all the way through, like like Zathura. I, I enjoyed that. You know, uh, then he obviously he did Iron Man, Iron Man Two, which we're we're going to talk about Iron Man Two for a long time. And then he did Cowboys versus Aliens. Mm, nope, not feeling you on that one, John. Do you know I have not seen that movie? And that's pretty telling in and of itself. I no, well, no, I wanted to because okay, it's got Harrison Ford in it. Well, after I mean, you watch Doctor Shivago, then you can watch. Oh yeah, that's not yeah, that's Howard's not nice before Doctor Shivago. We could, we, I could go on about Cowboys for the There's, there's so many things, but, um, but anyways, left me cold. Uh, and the same thing. So like, so you know, not everything he does. I think like Jungle Book, hundred percent with you. Right. Loved it. Right. Lion King. Could not be farther away. Now, Did Lion not King, like it at all. No, and we've and we've I think we've mentioned this on the show before. We have. I mean, Lion King. I think he was put in a very difficult situation with Lion King. I suppose, I, but also he's at the point now where like he's not going to get pushed around like he was on this movie. Well, no. <laughs> just saying. I'm saying. So I'm saying. So I'm as we go through, I will be taking some shots, but I'm I'm not taking shots at John Favreau the man. I'm just talking talking about this particular piece of of art and the problems that I had with it. So I just want to make that clear that I'm not going after him personally. Oh, I'm no. not going to insult Nor his would family. We. Nor would we in any <laughs> way. We wouldn't but do I'm that just in any way. Get, no. Get in, I just wanted people to know where I'm coming from when I when I have criticisms about this stuff. Oh, I'm not of like trying to like call out John Favreau because, no. like I said, it, it's 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 that Aaron Burr thing. I would like to have a beer with him. Oh no, absolutely. He's. <laughs> I mean. I no, watch all the stuff, I, and I'm like, and every when he talks about his philosophies of filmmaking and and stuff, I was like, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. I'm yeah, watch the if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, watch the roundtable discussions they've done yeah. where they they brought all yeah. the people in, the directors of the Mandalorian episode. Yeah, Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian. They, oh, they, yeah, it's geez. rare. It's so rare that you have directors talking to each other. Oh, and I will say one more thing uh, about John Favreau. For as as we're going to talk about him, I'm sure many many times this year, uh, he is also responsible for one of the best television shows ever made, and that's Dinner for Five. Dinner for Five is one of my all-time favorite television shows where he would just get five artists together and eat. That's it. That's the whole concept of the show. Like, not scripted. It was just like he would get artists and actors and directors and writers and, and you know, performance artists and whatever the hell Marilyn Manson is, and then just sit them around a table and then just talk about whatever. It's fascinating. Where is that? Where can you watch that? When was uh, that done? They, it was done for IFC. I don't know if they still have any more. I, ha- I own the DVD box set. That's how much I loved the show because wow. uh, it's one of the best talk shows ever made because and when, when did that run? When, when, is that from, it was like, it was about the, it was about this time. I think the last one they did was right about the time that Iron Man came out because after that he blew up and didn't really need to do a little IFC dinner show anymore. Okay. little side note. Yeah. Do you, you know who totally copied that format? Who? Uh, the WWE. 
Oh, really? <laughs> because on the network, this is funny. Just everybody, <laughs> hey, you're, you're, this is the you, kind of stuff you, you paid, tune in for. You paid your right? money. This is what the exactly. Are okay, so on the WWE Network, they have a series called um, Dinner for Three. Oh, <laughs> and it's and where they bring in like three wrestlers, you know, three people involved yeah. in wrestling, and they have some sort of common theme. And it's them at a place in a in a closed restaurant, you know, where the food is brought out, and they have a conversation. That's hmm. hilarious. Yeah, Every, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's great. That's, so I, I think the last episode they did was with the cast of Iron Man or oh, well, then, yeah, Man, I mean, or Iron Man it, Two. So right in the it's like the so it ended right about the time this. Well, came. no, so this I would is say this early is clearly in the last five years. So this is not this came after. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, there right. you go. Yeah. So yeah. So I was I'll, I'll always be grateful to him just for that. So okay, so that, that that name pops up. So let's let's continue on. So then uh, we get the crazy wall, uh, or as I like to call it, fun with Photoshop. I know. Uh, so is... we we see like the the wall of uh, you know his obsession with with Tony Stark. Uh, we've seen a couple of these images before. A couple of these were in the um, the montage, another montage uh, in Iron Man one uh, when Tony was about to receive his award early on in uh, Iron Man uh, in, the, the, in Las Vegas. So the shot of him and Obadiah together, that's from there. Um, the Tony Stark wants to save the world. That's Tony Stark, not Iron Man. So that, that was a, when he was just, well, I have no idea why a weapons dealer would ever be on the cover of Rolling Stone, but right. MCU, <laughs> right? it's a different world. Uh, but then we see a couple of new ones. So the one on the far left is obviously a, a, a early uh, shot of uh, Robert Downey Jr. when he was younger, and they've just added in like the, the text around it to be like, about young Tony Stark. Uh, and then uh, on the other side, we have actually a new thing. So this what this is what tells us that time is passing, is that we have a news article about Tony Stark is Iron Man. And it's interesting, I, 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 are American papers this available in Russia? I'm not, I'm not calling it out. I'm just, I was just curious, like, can you get like the American version of all these things in Russia this uh, easily? I, I am, I am sure uh, contraband is uh, available. Oh, you think so? Okay. Well, I mean, this obviously this, this is like, you know, 2010, right. whatever. So, I mean, like, it's not like it's, you know, we're smuggling in the American world. The world was entirely different. Capitalism yeah. was afoot. It's yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. I mean, no, like, I assume that believable. there is a Russian Rolling Stone, right? But I was just curious if you can get the um, like the American version with all the stuff. Like, I would assume that all this would be in Cyrillic, but it's not, right? Just like you you pointed out, there's one little article off that has like a submarine or whatever. That's all in that's all in Russian. Cyrillic. It looks like it's in Russian, from what I can tell. But there is an article, as we looked at all this, there's the, it looks like French, actually, the article oh, of young Tony Stark, uh-huh. and then the Forbes, the Rolling Stone. Uh, we can't see what the, the the big one, the new one that we mentioned on the right is, yeah. can this man save you, Tony is Iron Man. There's another article above that, that's another Tony Stark is Iron Man article. Yeah. But then there's this little tiny uh, newspaper clipping, and it looks like it's a story about some sort of submarine, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And we like, can't go why? enough to see, yeah, like, what is that? Maybe this involves something. Maybe this is how, uh, maybe it involved his father. Maybe there was something mm, going on. Maybe okay. there's a little, you know. I would be amazed. Wouldn't it be hilarious that if somewhere in here was hidden like a Crimson Dynamo reference? Uh, that would have been, been really smart. I mean, because I've considered I even, even like, I, I couldn't find a lot of information about this, but there was, at one point, they were going to have Crimson Dynamo in the movie. Like there was going to be a two villain situation oh. where it was going to be the end. And even so when I watched the, one of the behind the scenes thing and they're in one of like, I think it's Stan Winston studios showing the designs. They bring up 
essentially what the Ironmonger armor is, and the guy who's giving the tour refers to it as the Crimson Dynamo armor. So Crimson Dynamo was very much in their thoughts. Like they, it was, it was originally in some of the concepts they were going to do. And then they, they went a different way. Um, and obviously because they, they wanted to get away from like two guys it was originally like, Oh, we, and the first one with like two guys in giant iron suits beating the crap out of each other. We don't want to do that. For the second one. <laughs> oh, wait, of course we there's do. More, well, <laughs> and there's another guy in a suit. I mean, yeah. this is multiple guys in suit. There's, oh, a, there's a, yeah, it's a bunch of layered stuff in this. Sure, Just a couple things. Layered. Layered. Uh, sure. layered. <laughs> A couple of production design notes I yeah. I love on this se- sequence. So you've got this slow pan of all of these these uh, like you said the bulletin board like all these articles that he's got uh, taped up on his wall. Yeah. First of all, I just love the design that you know somebody had to design fake covers of Rolling Stone and Forbes and all these other things. Then and then print them, make mm-hmm. them look tattered, and yeah. then prepare them so that they looked like they had been ripped off covers and put up there. Yeah. But here's the part I really love. What brilliant, the, the title, the person who's running on the motion graphics for this, mm-hmm. as the camera pans, you have the Forbes and the Rolling Stone articles right next to one another, perfectly composed. The Forbes one has Tony's body looking to the left. The mm. Rolling Stone has Tony looking to the right. <laughs> and just as it hits the middle of the screen, Robert Downey Jr.'s name comes up as the cast. Uh, for the first cast. Yeah. That is... I love that stuff awesome yeah. <laughs> just oh okay i would like, say i would i will probably give i would say give a shout out to Lori gaffin that is who, who is the set decorator on the oh so i would say that probably her and her team but i would say that's who gets the a lot of lion's share of, of praise for this but okay when you see stuff like that happen because anybody who's a fan of movies knows mm-hmm. there's always weird things that happen like i it always bugs me when you see movie posters and the names of the stars are different order than the way they appear on the poster. And it always yeah. like, kills me. Like, yeah. I understand there's billing issues. I understand all that, the yeah. top billing and stuff. Right. But this, <laughs> ah, brilliant way to go. Excellent yeah. job. Cause that's the thing is you, you, when you're the, the director and stuff, you get, you can get to choose this kind of stuff. So, right. I mean, I think this is probably, um, you know, John Favreau having some fun, like putting stuff up there. So yeah. And billing is interesting because uh, the, the common belief in Hollywood is billing is determined by how much money you made on the movie. So it goes by order of who made the most. That is not, not always true, uh, but that's kind of like the, the the shorthand. So first we have is RDJ himself, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, next up is Gwyneth Paltrow, which I thought was interesting. Uh, then Don Cheadle. Then Scarlett Johansson. Then Sam Rockwell, and then Clark Gregg and John Slattery share a screen, and I think they probably have about the same amount of screen time as well, right? Because both of them are not hugely things in the movie. But I, because I looked at them, like no, it's not alphabetical, uh, you know. So yeah, that's it's pretty much by is by screen time, nah, not not really. Uh, but yeah, that's all I can think of is, is it's I know it is a point of pride where your name shows up. So I know that is actually a part of negotiation. So sometimes people will take less money so they can have higher billing. Right. That's the weird thing. Or, well, then also too, but we've talked about, and this is what Mickey Rourke gets, he gets the, the yeah. width. Yeah, we can get to that. So then uh, b- before that, of course, we have a little bit of Irina. Oh, there there's she a little is more bird. again. I'm not, not going to play the sound effect. The bird. The, the bird. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we've heard from our uh, audience, and uh, yeah, they're, they're tired of the sound effect. Well, wait, let me ask you a question. Can we clarify something about, sure. about our track, our bird arena tracker? Yep. We haven't given a name for it yet. Maybe that's no. what it's called. Arena tracker sounds like a hurricane tracker, though. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> 
Oh, Arena's underwear. Arena, right? Arena, sight- Arena, Arena, Arena sightings? I, yeah. yeah. We'll have to think of that. Arena Does watch? it count? Arena watch. Is it just one? <laughs> we'll try that. Does it count? Is this, now, is this two or is it just one per minute? What's the maximum? Oh, think? yeah. I would say because it's we're a movie minute podcast, I would say by minute. By minute. Okay. So yeah. she's still a three. She's a three. Yeah. And every right. time someone says the word bird, also that it, counts. Well, that's his own count. Well, no, that's a different list. <laughs> All right, now as, yeah, so, as yeah, Elsner's so names once again, this here's Elvis portraying Arena, uh, and Joe's back up again, and then uh, uh, yeah, then we get to the the next set of the credits, and that's this is another interesting thing is with and and, so those are always really sought after things because that usually means this is a character who's important to the movie. This is a folk like this is an actor who's going to make something like you know, like this. You if you look at any of the movies, someone who comes in and has a big impact in something, a lot of times get the with with is a very big deal to get uh in a in a in movie billing. And right. so that's Mickey Rourke gets the with. So with Mickey Rourke. And then when it shows up, his actually his face isn't on screen. His hand is on screen. And actually we're going to get into the tattoos a, a little later on as you get as we see more. But I really like the tattoos he has across his hand. Because it's it's the symbols of the cards, so it's right. hearts, spades, you know, like uh, across the finger. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, uh, like if you, I'm not, I'm not for finger tattoos, but if right. it was, that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, clubs and diamonds. Yep. And then who gets the and? Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. And then I think about the and is that usually they can also do then the character to play. So it's and Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Yeah, that's. Pretty I think they should have put his rank, but you know, whatever. I guess Maybe now he's retired. To to go over some of the fo- the the visuals that you're seeing as all these names are going by. Yep. Um. We've got Ivan working sort of in a, uh, with some foundry tools. He's working on some metal. Uh. That's uh, he's working on sort of that. We've got another shot of the blueprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just give us a bigger view and stuff. And once again, I will say this looks like something huge. So I still say, <laughs> from what you can tell, this was the non-working prototype. <laughs> <laughs> that then Tony got to work, but anyway. Okay. He also uh, looks like he's been uh, dining on bread and butter. Oh. Interesting placement there. Yeah, the well, we, we're we going to learn that he spent some time in prison, so maybe he got a taste for the simpler things. The, the simple, simpler things of life, absolutely. And then uh, we got a back shot of him. He's This is almost like, um, oh, I don't have the sound effect. It's it's, it's almost like a, a sequel to Dr. Stern's House of Horrors. Oh, it, that's a, true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're very clearly drawing the parallel between him and Tony because, like, you see him over the forge with right. the hammer, right? And they think, I mean, like, he's he's basically pounding iron, like, ah, people, you get it? I mean, I, and I would say I'm not, I'm not mocking that in this in this case, uh, because I think this is a really smart way of doing it because, like, he's in a dark cave-like environment and he's making a suit and you know all these these things like we're showing like he's doing the same thing that tony did just over for different reasons over a longer period of time and he's got just this huge uh when when it's the back shot of him this is when clark craig and uh john slattery's names are up uh it's behind him but you see him working like on his main workbench and tons of screens the only one i could make out was is, is one of those old style jvc uh, mm-hmm. video monitors it's only like about a seven inch eight inch screen uh but a whole lot of different stuff so obviously the guy here's now what we've learned is apple hasn't fallen far from the tree he <laughs> is very clearly a technician scientist yep a forger he uh, you know i mean he knows what he's doing he he's he works well with his hands and his mind and we can see all that going on the, we have a bird shot yay 
Uh, we have the fingers, as you said. And then yep. when we end, when we get oh. to Samuel Jackson, it's a, a cover shot of uh, Scientific American. And the uh, article is, it's a, basically a cover about Stark's arc. Will he ever share his secrets to power the world? Ah, and, and there's the, else reverse engineering his secret. So right there, you can already see if you're if you're eagle-eyed on this, there is a lot going on in terms of what the world thinks of what Tony Stark has done and what he's what he's uh, made happen. Yeah, um, actually, actually, a lot going on could be the subtitle for this whole movie, Iron Man Two. There's a lot going on. There's a, there is a lot going on now. Do you know what else is going on? Did you notice the other titles underneath the Stark's Ark article on Scientific American? No. First one is Solar Storms. How the sun could damage power grids. Mm. Interesting. Second, no fog glass, self-cleaning windows, steal nature's secret. Interesting. Okay. And answers from Adams, practical quantum computing with ions. I don't know why I'm bringing these up. I just thought they were interesting. <laughs> they, <laughs> you thought I was coming in with like, and like, you'll learn about this. No, but anyway, I just found that interesting. But here's the other big one. Behind Samuel Jackson's name mm -hmm. is the front page of a newspaper, completely in Russian, with that picture of the submarine. Oh, submarine again. So hmm. there is something going on with that. We'll have to, yeah. We'll... Hmm. Or that's or that's the one they had. They had one article. <laughs> They're just like, it's in Russian. No summer. one's going to pay attention to it. Except all of Russia. Uh, so the next names that come up there are not actors. We're done with the actors. Uh, it says casting by Sarah Haley Finn and Randy Hiller. And the, and the under behind each of their names is CSA, which stands for the Casting Society of America. And so, uh, as as we're as we're talking and, and criticizing and stuff too, the one thing I will say about about this movie and about almost all the movies that John Favreau does is they are immaculately cast. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. everyone in this movie is exactly perfect for their role. I am. I mean, like so much so that you don't even think about it. Right. Like all the people they had to go through, but. Uh, and I think these are two of the um, secret weapons of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Sarah and Randy, two very, very powerful women who are extremely good at their jobs because Sarah started on Iron Man and has cast all of the MCU and the Disney Plus series. Wow. 146 credits as a casting director. Wow. She is extremely good at her job. So like uh, now obviously there's there's something that happens in on the top level but like like uh, like I would say like she always has a way but like when they're negotiating these multi-million dollar, you know, big things, I'm not sure how much that the casting director is involved. Um but anyone under the line absolutely like sure. is is through is through the the two of them. So yeah, I I I have always thought the MCU as immaculately put together, like you never think, why did that person get in there? And I think Sarah and Randy are the two of the reasons why. Nicely done. Great. So uh, then we we see uh, Ivan uh, looking under a magnifying glass. What's under the magnifying glass? We What's know. he working on? That's where the minute ends. Oh, that's... Minute four comes to an end as in as looking through at something. That was quite a lot, though. I mean, when you it was a lot. names in there. Oh, man. you If you like me listing off names... You're going to love minute five. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because then we're going to get into the real proper uh, name listing. Um, but uh, but I promise we're going to make it as exciting as possible. Will it be a rap song? No, it won't. But don't think I didn't try. Oh, <laughs> uh, but if ever there's a reason to tune in, that's a good reason. Um, to hear me not rap. 
Me, on the other hand, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, if you're looking uh, to improve your wardrobe or yes. your your kitchen shelves, or perhaps uh, the uh, the wonderful facial accessories that we're all required to wear as we venture into this this wild, weird new world, uh, we have our own merch. Uh, you can go to nextreel.com slash merch, uh, and it'll take you to our online store where you can buy pillows, you can buy pillows. mugs, you can buy mugs. masks. Uh, and uh, if, if you keep an eye on that site, uh, perhaps you might even see some uh, Marvel Movie Minute Season 3 merchandise show up there sometime soon. I got to tell you, I cannot wait to get my new pillow because now we've got a collection, right? <laughs> That's so I've right. Got, I've got the pillow from last from last season. That's right. I can't wait to get a matching pillow. You got the the Hulk eye on one end of the couch, and then uh, what's going to be on the other one? Well, you probably already know because you can just look at your podcatcher and see. But we're still <laughs> we're still working on out. it at the time of recording. <laughs> at the time this. Of recording, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It is. Yeah, going to have our mugs on it. Mm. That's right. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back here for minute five as we continue on with uh, Ivan's uh, inventions, uh, and we'll see what he comes up with. Enough said. Bye. <laughs>